Okay, so we're all set. Um, welcome everyone to uh, the Three Principles Town Hall uh, teleseminar. Um, so just a few things. Um, everyone here who received an email about the teleseminar will get a recording from uh, today. Uh, uh, so that'll be sent out in a few days to you. Um, usually during the teleseminar, I wanted to share a bit of my thoughts on today's topic and then open it up to hear um, any questions or thoughts uh, you may have. My idea was that we kind of uh, discover things together on this teleseminar and uh, although I have some ideas and understanding to share with you, it's always great to hear from people who are here on the call with us in terms of uh, what insights you might be having or what you're thinking about in terms of today's topic. Um, the focus of the understanding uh, today is really uh, based on the uh, teachings of Sydney Banks. Um, and um, the three principles work that I've been involved in since uh, 1983. Uh, I would encourage everyone who would like to learn more from, uh, uh, you know, this basic understanding to look at some of Sydney Banks' um, uh, books. But there's something you can Google uh, Sydney Banks' Long Beach lectures and. Um, watch a uh, three-day seminar uh, for free. So let's get on with uh, today. Um, I wanted to share with you this uh, thought about um, there being no limit to joy. And I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, I think I... Uh, not directly, but I heard it around as my as a, of the years I was growing up that you don't want to get too happy, you know. You don't want to have too much joy because something's just lurking around the <laughs> the corner, you know, to kind of do you in. There was always that belief in the consciousness of the community when I grew up. Uh, there was also thinking about you know not being too happy or joyful. Because then uh, you'd never get any, you'd, you'd never be productive. That was the idea. Um, and as I was going through my uh, schooling um, as a psychologist, uh, there was the idea that anxiety and stress uh, were motivators. So uh, it wasn't until uh, I listened to uh, Sydney Banks and realized that all of us really uh, are meant to live in pure joy and pure happiness. It's our true nature. And, uh, and I started to wake up to the fact that um, that's really true. And that the only thing in the way is all of the beliefs I have <clears throat> about being joyful and happy. I'm not talking about like the joy, uh, let's say, when you get a new job, uh, although that can be joyful. I'm talking about a, a deeper feeling of our our essence, which 
is just uh, pure happiness or joy without anything, um, you know, really personal about you. Um, it's just this wonderful feeling. Sometimes, um, it, you know, we talk about it in the teleseminars as contentment. Just this wonderful feeling um, uh, uh, where you're not really thinking um, uh, about uh, needing more. So if we look at it as just this pure joy that we're meant to live in, then there's no limit to it. You could always find uh, more for yourself. Sydney Banks talks about the true purpose of uh, being here in life is to really find our true nature, uh, to discover uh, the happiness and joy, the love and understanding, which is really our, our true nature. And uh, again, you know, we get away from that uh, because of all of the beliefs that we've formed or we've been taught innocently uh, that take us away from uh, just living in joy. Uh, but if you ever see kids before they start to really get judgmental or thinking a lot seriously about life, uh, you'll see them skipping along or laughing for no reason or, you know, you could just see them enjoying not so much what they're getting, but just being uh, being alive. That feeling of skipping, you know, I don't know if any of you ever did skipping as a kid, you know, it seems to stop when we get to a certain age. I don't see many adults skipping along my uh, neighborhood here, but I do see kids. Um, uh, so I just wanted to start there, that I wanted all, all of us to begin to open up to the truth that we are meant to live in these feelings, these pure feelings. Uh, again, not focused on you personally getting something to be joyful about, not joyful about, just joyful. And uh, the, the fact that that can deepen the rest of your life your happiness, your joy, you can live in that more as you go through your life. So um, what takes us away from that? Uh, I don't know. I think it's just we start getting ideas that we should be um, thinking about how to live our lives differently. Um, I'll give you an example. When I was doing more clinical psychology practice, which I don't do anymore. Now I'm doing practitioner mentorship and coaching. Um, I used to see a lot of couples and work with relationships. And of course, you know, when a relationship, a couple comes in to meet with me, they're really uh, presenting what they're seeing as what's difficult for them. And uh, so they'll point out how their partner is the, the reason they're having trouble. And, of course, the other person will point out their partner is the reason they're having trouble and can they get fixed. As we go through a meeting, there's usually a moment of tenderness. Uh, one person will hold the other person's uh, hand or they'll say something kindly or they'll uh, sit a little closer to one another. 
these moments of tenderness are really our uh, our true nature of these feelings coming through and expressing themselves in in this manner. But what would happen is couples wouldn't stay there. They would have a tender moment and then move on back to talking about how they need to get fixed or the other person has to change. And I saw that I needed to help them see that those moments of tenderness are really what they wanted to nurture and cultivate because when they expressed them, they were experiencing the feelings they were looking for. I bring this up as an example for ourselves as well. Um, We have our moments of joy, of well-being, of contentment, but we think we have to think about other things. We have to get serious. We have to become judgmental, things like that. Now, of course, we need to get on with life, but I'm just talking about how we don't really see that once we have a moment of joy, that's really what we're here on life to experience and to live in. We welcome it, uh, but then we let our thinking lead us astray. One of the easiest ways to be led astray is to think about how you're doing during the day, uh, evaluating yourself. Uh, beginning to think how you're doing um, uh, will be take you right away from this feeling of joy. Um, and uh, we do this in a number of ways. We get judgmental about ourselves. Comparison is a really big way to think about yourself and, and move away from uh, these beautiful feelings of joy. So there are, if joy is our true nature, it's always available. If happiness is our true nature, then it should always be available. Um, um, again, the deeper essence of it, not being happy, you know, that you just met somebody uh, that you like, but this deeper uh, impersonal feeling of happiness and joy. It really has nothing to do with you or what's going on around you. But just this moment of feeling of just uh, happiness and joy. And uh, if if that is our true nature, then it should always be there for us. And what keeps us from having more of it is we get busy thinking. I was sitting one day in the uh, living room of uh, a friend of mine, George Pransky, and we were looking out his uh, picture window where he was living at the time in the San Francisco Bay Area. You could take in the the skyline. uh, You could take in the hills uh, farther away, uh, the blue sky, for example. And... uh, he turned to me and he said, Mark, if we just quieted our thinking just a little bit, we would be filled with all of that life out there. So um, uh, that's why joy is, uh, there's no limit to it. Because really, I think, for the rest of our life is getting better and better at not 
letting our thinking move us away from moments of joy and happiness. Just like um, I was helping those couples see that moments of tenderness or kindness, you don't want to quickly move away from them, but to begin to respect them and nurture them. Um, What's also helpful to know that, again, Sydney Banks helped me uh, see and have faith in, is that in those deep feelings of joy and happiness, there's wisdom. And it takes it takes this understanding even deeper that when we're in a state of feeling like joy or happiness and not engaged with thinking of ourselves personally, we're, we're being guided by the intelligence of this spiritual energy we are all a part of that gets formed into joy or happiness or love. And there's wisdom there. It, it will give us direction for, um, for moving into life. That's why um, it's, it's really a, mis, it's a misunderstanding to think that someone who's joyful or happy or contented would not be productive in life. You've got the wisdom um, and the intelligence of the universe to guide you to do what you need to do for for uh, for life. You're given thought to think your way to that and to um, to be productive. In fact, um, if you really were in this, the moment of joy and happiness, you would be outside of any of the insecure thinking. That keeps it, that keeps most people from being productive or connected to other human beings. So um, that was the other piece that was so helpful to me is to know that there's wisdom in these feelings. Um, so that's our true nature, and there's always more and more that you can cultivate in your life and experiencing more uh, joy and happiness in your life. And just keeping an eye on the fact that um, that the personal thinking we do will move us away from it uh, and how quickly that can happen um, helps us. Not that we stop it, but that we just know that uh, it's more valuable for us to stay with those feelings when they arise rather than get to follow the thinking that we get into. And it can happen quickly. Um, I remember sharing on numerous teleseminars that I now walk for exercise, and while I'm walking, I'll listen for a bit to a Sydney Banks uh, audio tape. And uh, I'll get into a beautiful feeling as I'm listening to it, and, you know, I'm out in nature, there's a small park that I walk through that has a creek and trees and there's a small path and I can just feel like the oneness of it and this pure joy, the oneness of being in nature and this pure joy. But then thought will carry me away. I'll see somebody walking in the other direction toward me and there's only room for one person and I start thinking, okay, when's this person going to move aside for me? You know, and uh, and there I am. You know, all in a in a nanosecond, I'm out of the joyful feelings and those deeply 
uh, peaceful, happy feelings, right? And I'm <laughs> getting personal and um, and uh, could get bothered if the person doesn't step off and I'm the one that has to step off. But again, the beauty of this understanding is that I wake up to the fact that I got caught up in this judgmental thinking and could easily drop it and try to find those beautiful feelings again, you see. So again, that's another beautiful aspect of us as human beings with um, these potential, uh, 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 this potential to see life with understanding and wisdom that we can see what we're up to uh, with our thinking and how we're taking ourselves away from being joyful and uh, being happy. I mean, if you really start to live and awaken joy, you'll start to see ways to go easier in your life with your love relationship, with your family. That state of consciousness that we're calling joy will give you ways to be easier, gentler, more understanding. Again, uh, we're connected to this intelligence or wisdom, you might want to call it, that that's part of the energy of, of life, and it's there for uh, to direct us. And if you've if you've been in feelings of joy, if you've been in feelings of happiness or, or love, you see that it directs you to um, move more uh, like quietly or more understand with more understanding, more gently. Uh, into your relationship or into your day. So I just wanted to share that with you. Um, as I came back to offering the teleseminars again for 2021, I don't have much more to say on this topic. It just came up as I was uh, walking one day, and I just wanted to share with you the the essence of um, how uh, being joyful is our uh, home base. It's how we're meant to live. And um, there's no sense at all to any thoughts or beliefs that you were given that uh, that lead you away from living in joy. Um, so being able to manifest more joy within ourselves is really the evolution of our lives for the rest of our lives. But there are thoughts all of us have. Our thinking does take us away from that. And there is some necessary thinking in life, right? But I'm talking more about the thinking that gets us a bit bothered or distressed or thinking more personally about ourselves and taking ourselves very seriously. And in doing so, I wanted to um, uh, read some a quote here from Sidney Banks, he was talking about how the thought desire leads us away from our natural uh, pure essence. And he has a few uh, sayings about that, which I thought were really powerful for us to just reflect on. And he talks about, uh, now he's talking about desire. Uh, desire is just a thought. Um and it's one way that thinking can take us away from, from joy and happiness. So here's the quote. 
Uh, desirelessness is love. Desirelessness is happiness. Desirelessness is beauty. Desirelessness is contentment. Desirelessness is being now. And I always reflect on that. Not to, again, I need to change desire, but I need to awaken something deeper that when I'm looking at the feeling of joy, there's no thought that I need something. When I'm in the feeling of pure happiness, there's no thought I'm missing something uh, um, or that I need to be better than somebody else. And that's what he's pointing out here with desirelessness, is that without thinking about yourself, you'll drop into uh, love, happiness, and joy. We can't get away from personal thinking, but we can start to see uh, how we want to use it or hold it. And we want to begin to really value and nurture your nurture joy because um, that's that deeper impersonal true nature and it's got a whole host of wisdom in it. So um, I wanted to just offer that to you today in our teleseminar. It's a shorter one than I usually do, but I just, there isn't a lot more to say about it without just continuing to get people thinking as I talk about it. But um, I wanted to hear from you and see if there's any thoughts people have about today's seminar, uh, any questions you have, uh, anything you'd like to share with us that any uh, insights you've had about the, the three principles. Um, Again, if people are new to these teleseminars or, and don't know about the three principles, go back to uh, the beginning of my podcast or my teleseminars, and uh, you'll see me present the principles, three principles, or you could uh, Google me uh, and uh, the topic, the three principles, and I explain them. Uh, Sid does a great job of them as well on that uh, Long Beach uh, Long Beach seminars and also in his books. So anyone like to share today or anybody have a question? If you do, you need to press star two on your phone and that will show me that you, um, oh, okay, we have a couple, so let's go in order. The first one is from a cell phone in Santa Rosa. There's no name. Hello? Hello? Hi. Hello? Hi, Hello? Mark, Mark, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, good, good. This is, uh, this is David. Uh, um, oh, hi, David. And, and actually, I'm in uh, Montesano, not, not Santa Rosa, but I guess, I guess your system just thinks thinks I'm in Santa Rosa uh, because I often ask. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, firstly, uh, thank you uh, for doing this. Secondly, I'd just like to say that um, I did a I 
just started a program this year called Creating the Impossible uh, with Michael Neal. And uh, what I chose, you know, or what rather what came to me was the year of living joyously. And uh, oh, so wow. when I saw, you know, you, you were going to do joyous, I thought, wow, you know, this is more synchronicity uh, coming my way. So, um, uh, uh, and, and, and in fact, you know, like I was thinking as you were talking, I'm not joyous right now, but as I'm talking and sharing, I'm, I'm beginning to sort of get in touch with that uh, joyousness uh, inside of me. And um, so thank you for this opportunity. You know, I, I guess when I'm speaking, you know, I can't be thinking too much. Uh, likewise, uh, <laughs> I've taken up I've taken up uh, breathing as a as a practice this year, um, uh, Wim Hof uh, and the like. And um, I find that uh, when I'm breathing, I can't be thinking. And the end result is after after a session, you know, like I I sort of quote unquote wake up in joyousness, you know. So anyway, that's about all, all I've got to say right now. And thank you, thank you for the opportunity to say it. Thank you. David, that's great and great to hear from you. Um, yeah, that is synchronicity, uh, that you're focused on creating joyousness and uh, the topic came up as joy. And yeah, you know, uh, it's just amazing to kind of wake up to even uh, beginning to think uh, we can have joy. Uh and that that really is our true nature, and it doesn't overlook um, that you may have had something traumatic in your life or you're going through some distress right now that doesn't overlook it that's kind of uh, um, uh what what's going on in front of you in the background deeper within you is joy and wisdom, and so it it has there's no judgment about whether you're feeling joy or whether you should be joyful. You already are the energy. Um, uh, so it doesn't, I don't want it to dismiss that you might have had a difficult time of it. Not you, David, but people in general. David, so good to hear from you and I'm glad you connected with us today. There's someone else here and I think it's, um, Freddie or Freddie? Yes, hello. Hi. Yes. Hi. Hi. Uh, This is uh, Leah calling from New York. How are you doing? Oh, good, good. Nice to have you here. Yeah. So speaking about synchronicity, I'm also in the um, Creating the Impossible program, like David, and also in the Jewish calendar, this particular month is a month of joy. Oh, isn't that so, something, huh? Yes, yeah. that's correct. Yes, yeah, and uh, and you're absolutely right. When you're in joy, really, there is just nothing that you need. You're so contented, you know. Everything is coming your way, and you have that inner knowing or inner wisdom uh, to guide you to move forward. So there is nothing to worry about. Yes, in that pure feeling, that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Because in that pure feeling, it's not really about you. It, there's really, it's really interesting that, there, that there's a consciousness that 
comes about in a feeling like joy, contentment, happiness, where mm-hmm. uh, there's something beyond it being about you as a person or Mark Howard. And um, right. and it's wonder it was it's just wonderful for me to have waken up to the fact that that's true that there's more that I'm connected to, and that it's there. Uh, and can be of service in guiding me. Um, do you have a question or anything else you wanted to share? No, no, just the attitude of gratitude at all times. I mean, be, just be grateful yeah. for what you have and grateful for what you don't have. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, you know, gratitude is an outcome of, of that feeling state, isn't it? And... uh uh, once you get the feeling of joy, being grateful for connecting to joy is a way to keep it around. And what what you reminded me of when you were sharing is that whenever that visits me, that feeling, and I'm in that feeling, um, my life just feels softer. Um, uh, there aren't a lot of steps to take to know what to do next. I feel more connected. And uh, that that really is our our uh, spiritual essence because we are all connected to living things. We're connected to one another spiritually, and so when we move to a deep essence of joy, this impersonal feeling of joy, um, uh, there's nothing to worry about because we're connected. We just feel that. So it gently guides you. Um, through the day or the next step to take until your humanness comes in and it, and you get some beliefs that carry you away from it temporarily. Um, so I just wanted to offer that to everyone today. Anybody else want to share with us or have a question? Um, any other thought you'd like to share? Oh, okay. So... Um, this is this is someone who is, I think, calling from San Rafael. I think that might be me, Marcus Betsy Gullican. Well, hi, and, Betsy. Uh, hi. Um, Happy New Year. A little late. Um, I was just reflecting on uh, what popped into my head was reflecting on what a fool's errand it is to try to be joyful, to work at it versus allowing it. And and what popped into my head was something that George Pransky said many years ago, and he said it's like if you're in the walking in the forest and you're cold and you come upon a cabin and you want to warm up and you can run around the cabin and you can double-pane the windows and weather-strip the doors and put in insulation and work really hard at it, or you can just walk to the middle of the room where there's a stove with a nice warm fire in it. Uh, it, it popped into my head thinking about the nature of joy and that it is about allowing it more than trying to create it or force it or work at it. Yeah, that's right, because that's really great, Betsy, and, and uh, Happy New Year to you, and great to hear from you. Yeah, you know, because forcing it is... It's personal. It's not the impersonal feeling that's around all the time. In a way, if we force it, 
we kind of believe we don't have it already. Uh, but the metaphor that I heard uh, with George that fits what I'm trying to share and what today is the is is using that same metaphor that you're in a cabin and uh, you and, and being warm, and uh, you uh, go about. Uh, weatherproofing the windows and the doors and putting in, making the walls, uh, uh, you know, taking care of, insulating the walls. And while you're doing all of that, the fire goes out, you know, or that you, the coals <laughs> are go, go low because you've, um, you know, you've looked in the wrong direction because you already mm-hmm. had the warmth you were looking at. So I love that you brought that to bear, uh, Betsy, that metaphor. That's how I heard it. See, it's funny how we hear things so so differently that help us deeply. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, well, great, great talking with you. I'm glad you shared that. And there's one more person here. Um, It looks like a 316 number. There's no other identification. Hi there. Hello. Hi. Can you... Okay. Um hey, nice to hear you, Mark, and, and everybody else. Um I think who, who is this? Oh this is Nikki. Oh hi. <laughs> can you hear me? Yeah, eh? Yeah, I can hear you. I just I just didn't know you by your voice right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm from Holland. Um, yes, yeah, so um, I loved what everybody had to say. And um, I think for me, what I find interesting is that I noticed the difference between um, really having understood something and, you know, it's kind of what the previous person said when we're trying to force it or maybe it's a nice concept or um yeah and just the difference of those two when you know when we really really um have seen something you know and it really uh clicked yeah and just just the yes. I, I guess just I'm just a bit amazed by the major difference between the two and um Sometimes I will have that something is lingering, like I can feel that I'm bumping up a really nice uh, a message, if you will, um, but it hasn't fully come through yet. And then, yeah, I guess there's a um, there's a there's a way of, of of allowing that, or like you said as well, like not getting too focused on that or too obsessed with those kind of things. And um, I was listening to one of Sid's tapes where he said, really, it really helped me where he said, you know, it's like, it's like when we're doing something that is not connected, like working in the garden or whatever, that's, that's when, you know, helpful things might, might hit us when we're not, you know, trying to force it. And, um, it really helped me because I could sometimes get a bit obsessed with when I feel that something is coming through and then wanting it to be a full-blown realization or wanting it to click, which isn't, uh, which doesn't work at all. Um, 
Yeah, and lastly, I just wanted to say also that he made one comment of um, look in the right direction and then do nothing. Um, and and yeah, I, that was a really beautiful feeling for me as well on that topic. Oh, thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, thank you for sharing. And there really is a difference uh, in terms of what we're pointing to today about really knowing um, uh, information that comes from a realization or an insight or a waking, waking up to joy compared to trying to force yourself to a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you could listen to today's teleseminar and think, oh, it's a good idea to be joyful. I better find some practices there I can be joyful um, and try to force yourself rather than just kind of uh, wait till you really really get the true deep experience of joy. Um, so there is a difference, particularly with this understanding, that it's more an understanding than an intellectual knowing. And um, uh, just knowing that we are pure joy is enough. Uh, it, it's our it's our own you know personal thinking that starts to judge whether we have enough of it or uh, mm-hmm. whether our lives have any joy or anything like that, and then we get really sidetracked. And um, yeah, you know, doing it's really interesting that as I started to gain some understanding of uh, Sydney Banks' teachings, I used to think like like chores like chores were something i had to do you know and i would get it would be easy to be bothered about doing chores and once i started to feel more joy and happiness uh i just kind of really em- embraced doing chores they were fun to do and um i guess as david was saying in terms of breathing you know doing some chores uh can and not thinking while you're doing them brings in some really nice feelings. In fact, you may see some ways to wash dishes better, you know, or cut, cut the lawn better <laughs> or, or even sweep better. So thank mm. you so much for sharing, uh, and I'm glad you're part of the teleseminar. Uh, one more call. We have it. I think uh, the name that's coming up here is uh, Christina. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. Hi. Uh, oh, hi. Hi, Mark. Um, I uh, it was funny because you just said washing dishes. I was washing dishes, so I'm stepping away from washing dishes right now. <laughs> um, uh, I uh, have have been on your calls a couple of times, and actually, I was on the the coaching call with Amy's coaches. Uh, I'm one of Amy's current batch of of coaches, um, so I oh, have the great. honor of listening yeah. to you. Hi, how you doing? Good, we good. we got a lot out of that uh, out of that you know whatever it is that came through uh, you that day, and in fact, there's been a lot of conversation around it. We're we're thinking we might need to chat a little bit more about what you said. So um, thank you for all of this the um, the rich food that you offered us. We appreciate that. Um, Thank you, Christina. Today, that was beautiful. Yeah. 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 
yeah, yeah, it 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 was really really helpful what you shared in that call and and um, today's call is really helpful too and I'm hearing um, a lot on what people are saying and Nikki's talking about forcing um, and I've just recent and also this this idea of something being a real um, experience versus a concept these couple of things that you were just talking about and my um, kind of recent uh, shift that that's that's made things much more real for me instead of just a concept is um, really relates to a lot of what you're sharing um, this idea that I had to figure it out um, I had to constantly be working to figure it out. It was sort of this um, this idea that my mind had that um, it's almost like everybody else is doing life, but I'm in this room and I really need to figure it out. And if I figure it out, then maybe, probably not, but maybe I can be joyful, you know, because uh, joy seems to be for other people and kind of this idea of earning it and, no, no, I have to be, as you said, productive, which somehow are, we think that's separate from <laughs> being joyful. Um, and I've had this, uh, I keep, you know, I've heard in the conversation, you know, this. it's not what you think, it's that you think. And that was always a concept for me until uh, I've been um, dealing with some some physical stuff. I've had some, a lot of health stuff, and I've been figuring it out and figuring it out and figuring it out, and even in this space of, okay, I'll be grateful, I'll be joyful, that'll make me healthy, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and what I kind of realized that my mind was that that all the time it it felt like almost constantly my mind was trying to figure out how to um, how to feel better how to do better how to it didn't seem to matter what it was figuring out it just wanted to figure out and that this was this huge decoy and it would come in with well this topic and this topic and it all looked different and oh well now I'm no I really I'm not thinking about getting better, I'm thinking about joy, but I'd still be in this figuring out mode and I'd still be caught up in the thoughts. And I just recently had this experience of like, wow, what if I put down the the Rubik's Cube (laughs) and step outside the Rubik's Cube room and just, and give like, not but put it down. I want to say give up, but kind of give up trying to figure anything out. How? What am I ever going to know anyway? And um, watching myself slide back into this effortless, you know, there's this release of tension. There's this natural joy that comes from not having to figure it out or force it or, or even to know anything. Um, and I I do notice in terms of productivity that things are still getting done, you know, and I feel lighter and 
my world is not about that Rubik's cube du jour, whether it's my health or business or what have you. And how that not figuring it out and not forcing, as Nikki was saying, and also the real grounded experience, the felt sense of what it means to just not have anything on any of the thoughts, not have to, like, there it goes, I don't have to figure it out. Oh, there's another thought, I don't have to figure it out. And the immense freedom and and joy and spaciousness um, that you're talking about has that's sort of been my um, the way my river has flowed to that in recent days, and I um, yeah I don't I I'm just sort of collage speaking I guess, but I really appreciate the opportunity to um, to celebrate that with myself and with you. So thank you very much for listening. Well, thanks for sharing. Um, yeah, you know uh, that's one of the thinking processes we grow up with a lot of us I'm sure of using our own personal minds to figure out and uh, again you know looking to something outside of us to get us to feel what or experience what we're really looking for and again you know that's kind of what happens you know coming into life is that we kind of get fooled in that we're, you know, we have it already and we go try to figure out how to get there, not realizing, innocently not realizing or knowing that we already have it. I'm reminded of uh, what Dick and Bettinger would share from time to time about he was the uh, self-help book guru. And I don't mean guru, but he, oh, yeah. I know what he's there's no, there's no, uh, self-help book that he wouldn't pass up (laughs) and it's like you know trying to figure out peace of mind and joy and happiness outside of ourselves and uh and uh you know waking up as we've been blessed to hear uh, the teachings of sydney banks that it's already within and uh, the more personal thinking we do about figuring out the farther we get away from it and it's not to uh, it's not to force ourselves to stop trying to figure it out. It's just recognizing what we do and what where it takes us. And once we wake up to the fact that we already have the joy, happiness, contentment we're looking for, and once we start to really just see that we have beliefs and and, uh, habits of thought that take us away from that is enough. It's enough. And uh, the more we just continue to reflect on those truths, we start to help ourselves live more in the feelings of joy. So it isn't that we recognize, oh, man, I have this kind of thinking that takes me away from joy. I better stop it. It's not so much that as it is just knowing oh, yeah, I'm caught up in my bother again. I'm caught up in thinking I don't have it. And that that is enough to take care of us. So uh, thanks for sharing, uh, Christina. And uh, all of you, thank you for sharing today. I really love that we can hear the wisdom in the people that are here on our teleseminars. And I know that if you've listened to past teleseminars, You've heard uh, other people share some really 
wise uh, thoughts uh, as part of the teleseminar. So that's the part I love about our teleseminars. So thank all of you for sharing today. Um, so a couple of things. Uh, if you have any other questions or want to contact me, you can just email me at Dr. Mark Howard uh, at Comcast.net. So it's the abbreviation DR Mark Howard at Comcast.net. All of you will be getting links to um, the teleseminar either um, either uh, on my uh, uh, website recording. Uh, on the SoundCloud recording or my podcast on uh, Apple, on the iTunes. You'll get a link to all three of those for yourself. Um, again, thank you all for being here. Uh, we're back for teleseminars in the new year. And uh, so I'll be talking with all of you um, uh, next month. Somebody emailed me about... Uh, quieting down people who uh, enter. And there's, a, there's always a chime when people enter or exit. And I got an email about asking me to find a way to turn that off. And I want to respect that email. I forgot. I'm going to look into it um, this month. So thanks for sharing that. I don't want, uh, you know, something that interrupts a person uh, hearing um, what we share on the teleseminar. Okay, everyone, thanks for being here. Great to have you. Thank you for all of all of you that have shared, and we'll see you all. Um, we'll see you all next month. Okay, bye, everybody. <laughs>